Paraktes Mishnah Dalit. Hanosin Semrela Tzava. When he gives wool to a Tzava, Tzava is a dyer. And he gives it to the dyer in order to dye the wool. Vikdichatu Yora. And then inside the vat, Vinisafat Tzema, the Tzema got burnt. Mishum Sheratichu Yotamidai, the Tzoveya turned off the fire too much, and he burnt the wool. Says the Mishnah, no sinlo. The Tzava has to give the Baal Hatzema, the owner of the wool, the May Tzema, the value of his wool. And the Gemara explains, Davka and Nisaf, this is Davka got burnt before the wool was colored and absorbed the color. So then, Eina Nosin Lo Ela Demei Tzema provided the Tzoveya only pays for the value of the wool alone. Avam Nikla Hatzava, if the uh, wool already absorbed the color of the, of the, of the dye in the vat, V'hushbach, so now the wool was improved. V'hushbach Hatzama, V'yachach, and only afterwards it was burnt. So you put the wool in the vat, it absorbed the color, and then it got burnt. So it got burnt when it was already an appreciated item. Now, the Soveya has to pay, that's just the value of the wool, the value of the wool which is dyed. A craftsman does not acquire it when there's improvement in the item, like we learned back in the previous Mishnah. So basically, if the item got burnt, if the wool got burnt after it already absorbed its color, so it got burnt as an appreciated item, the Tovei would have to pay for the value of dyed wool and not just plain wool. Tzvau Ka'or, another case. If the dyer dyes it Ka'or, meaning Shetav Esatemer Betzavah Gerua, he dyes the wool with an inferior color, Betzavah Shetavah, with like the waste of the, of the, of the dye. The Nimzah Shezikah Bekavanas, comes out he damaged the wool with intention. If that which the wool improved is more than the expenses, for example, the wool was worth tenzos. After it was dyed, this inferior grade, now it's worth 15 zuz. Comes out the shvach, the improvement is 5 zuz. Now, how much were the expenses? The hotzos expenses were 3 zuz. So it says the Mishnah then, noticing low, the owner of the wool pays the dyer, just the expenses, which would be three zuz alone. If the expenses were more than the improvements, for example, the expenses that the dyer spent was seven zuz, and you know, the improvement was five zuz. So the expenses are more. No then the owner of the wool pays the dyer just the uh, amount of the improvement, which is the five zuz. And then he receives his wool. He does not pay the dyer the original wages he made up with him. Since he ruined it. However, if the wages that he made up with him is less than the improvement, or in the case where it's less than the expenses, he gives him that which he originally made up with him with his wages. So the point is that the owner of the wool will always have the, not the owner of the wool, I'm sorry, the dyer, has the Yad HaTachton, he's got the lower hand. Uh, Mufarshim explained what are the expenses. That which the dyer spent just on the actual dye. Others explain the value of the wood, and the spices, and the labor, etc. But the point here is that the dyer always has the lower hand, and therefore the owner of the wool will pay the dyer the lower amount. Let's bolo what happens if the Nasat Tzema he gives wool to the dyer on condition to dye it red. He dyed it black instead. Or he gives him the wool to dye shachar black. Then he, he dyed it red. So the dyer is changing from the conditions that the owner of the wool made up with him. Reb Meir Omer knows him though. Reb Meir says the dyer gives the owner of the wool the made simra, the value of the wool. Because according to Reb Meir, the dyer acquires it with this shinoi just like a goslin. 
and therefore we'll have to give him the value, the value of the wool in its original state. When we come up, but nevertheless, in Baal if the owner of the wool wants, Mishalim Oscharo, he could pay him his wages that he made up with him and receive the wool back. We don't say Shekunul Gamma that acquired entirely. Because the dyer did not have the intention to acquire it at all. Goslin, the Goslin does have the, intent, does have the intention to acquire it. Yehuda says, if the shvach that the improvement of the wool through the dyeing is is more than the expenses that the dyer spent on dyeing it. No, the owner of the wool only pays for the lesser amount, which is the expenses. The expenses are more than the improvement to this uh, garment, to this wool. The nose gives the lesser amount, which is the improvement. Like we explained earlier, when the dyer dyed a ka'or, he dyed an ugly color. Whenever someone makes a change, that the dyer is going to have the lower hand. And Yehuda is going to argue on her bear. And he holds, since the, the dyer, the, the, the tovea, he, is not, he doesn't have the intention to steal the wool. So look, he's not acquiring the wool when he makes this change. And therefore, has the same halacha as in the case where he dyed in ugly color, like we learned earlier, and the halacha follows like Rabbi Yehuda. And Mishnah Hay, in the introduction, we bring down a bunch of psukim from Sefer Vayikra. I'm not going to go through all the psukim, but we're discussing here the concept of a gazan that steals and then he swears falsely. So just jumping and skipping the psukim here, just jumping to the end of the introduction, he says over here, one who steals from his friend um, or his chayv, uh, money to him in, in uh, different manners that we'll discuss, the cover, well, he denies it. He says, you know, I don't, I don't know it to you. He swears falsely, and then he, he admits, Chayev Lahachlis is obligated to pay now back the current principal. And not only that, Tosef Chomash has to add a fifth as well. It's really a quarter of the principal. comes up to a fifth when you add everything up together. The Chayev will have the carbon, he has to bring a carbon Asham, called an Asham Gazelas as well. So the mission is going to discuss now, Shim HaGazela Haisa Shavel Chalapakas Pruta, if the stolen item is worth at least a Pruta, Eina Gazan has copper, the Gazan does not have atonement until he returns it to the hands of the Nigzal, the one he stole from. Even if the Nigzal is living some, some, somewhere very far away, the Gazan is obligated to go after him and do the midst of Hashem HaGzela. As the Pasuk says, However, if the stolen item is less than a Sheva Pruta, he's not obligated in all that we mentioned over here, because less than Shavu Pruta is not deemed mamo, it's not money. The aim of Shum Chashivas is no Chashivas um, to it. So says the Mishnah, Hagodz as Chavera Shavu Pruta v'Nishpalo. One who stole from his friend a Shavu Pruta, and he swore to him, meaning he swore falsely. He said that I never stole anything from you. And then afterwards, he's a hoda, he admits it. Yuluchenu acharav afilu lamadai. He has to go after the nixal, the one he stole from, even to madai, wherever he is. He's got to go after him and return the stolen item. He has no atonement until he returns a stolen item to the Nigzal. You gotta go wherever he is. Even if he's very far away, you gotta return it. And the Rambam writes the reason. Since the Gazlan swore falsely, well, he swore, right? He swore, yes, he swore falsely, but the point is that he swore. So the owners are gonna give up hope. They're they're not gonna come claim it anymore. Therefore, you're obligated to go and go after the owners and return to them. Even if they're overseas, that's the new, the new job of the Gazlan, to get atonement.
if the Gazan did not swear, even though he denied it, but he didn't swear, if he admits, you don't have to run after the owners in order to return the item to them. Just hold on to it until the owners come and take it from you. And now there are those that write that at least you should notify him. You know, say, hey buddy, I stole such and such item from you, come and claim it from me. Now, lo yitain, the Gazan cannot give lo libino, not to the son of the Nigzal, lo lishluchu, not to the messenger of the Nigzal. She'ena ha-shavaz ha-gzela anshi magil yidea Nigzal atzmo. One is considered returning the stolen item until only, only when it reaches the actual hands of the Nigzal. Ha-bech achrayas ha-derech al-Gazan, the responsibility of the journey is on the Gazan. You can't just give it to his messenger or to his son. You have to give it to the actual Gazan. However, if the Nigzal himself, though, he makes the shliach, he makes the messenger with Adam. So now, the Nigzal pointed the messenger, the shliach is like his own hand, and the Gazan can give the stolen item to the shliach and be exempt from Hashavah Sagzela. Aval knows in the shliach Bezdin. Now, the Mishnah points out that Bezdin, Shabazin Asu Shliach, Bezdin can be made like a shliach. To transport the stolen item to, to, to the Nigzal. And if for once you give it to Bezin, you're exempt. The Gazan's exempt. And the reason is that for If the Gazan knows the only way to get atonement is you have to go to the actual Nigzal, they'll give up hope. The guy moves to China, he can't find them anymore. So you go to Bezin, you give it to Bezin, Bezin will take care of it, and that's okay. And other before I should explain that the Kana uh, is We don't want the Gazan to spend too much money on the expenses of the road. Uh, you could give the, the stolen island to, to Bezin, to have atonement. So basically, you can give it to Bezin or the Shliach of Bezin, and that would suffice. If the Nigzal dies, you've got to return it to his Yarshim. And the mission comes to teach us, even the Yerushim, you have to go after them, even to Madai, even if they're overseas. Uh, if the Gazan swore to the Nigzal, and then the Nigzal died, the Gazan's obligated to return to the Yerushim, the Karen and the Chomish, and to bring the Karben Hashem.